0: Welcome to Tales of Camborne Town, curated by Bid Camborne, Camborne's Business Improvement District. I'm your host, Anna Pascoe, and each episode we'll be introducing you to talk and topics for fans of Camborne Town, podcasting from Camborne in the very heart of Cornwall. Good morning, everyone. This is the Tales of Camborne Town podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. This is Anna, the bid manager from Bid Camborne, and today I am here with a very special guest. Uh, Joe Lewis from Go Cornish.
1: Hi there, Joe. da. Oh, da. What does that mean then? Hello. Good day in Cornish.
0: Ah, <laughs> I see. And we like to have a bit of Cornish here in Camborne, with all our kind of rich um, yeah, Camborne I... heritage. So um handsome weather today, isn't it? What would how would you say that in Cornish? Yeah,
1: a bit of, oh um Usplan. Usplan. Yeah, and Gower, who slam.
0: And Gemma, who splan And
1: Gower, Ang- gower. Uh, and yeah gower the weather splen. the weather is splendid.
0: Oh, <laughs> ideal. <laughs> sounds good. And we've got a special event coming up, haven't we that we're hoping we'll have some more splendid weather for. Yeah. you're organizing a taster trail at the end of July?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we've been um, working with uh, schools, six schools uh, in and around uh, Canberra, uh, teaching children a little bit of the Cornish language. Uh, as part of a contract that we've been running for several years now on behalf of Cornwall Council and we also have some sponsorship uh, from Buscono, who have been a fantastic supporter of the language for several years now. Um, so on Saturday the 27th, what we're doing is we're inviting all those children and their families to come along but also any local families who are just interested in getting involved and learning a bit of the Cornish language. Uh, you can come along at one o'clock in the afternoon to Canberran Library and pick up a free trail map ooh uh, families will then be able to go off into the world and find uh one of six stops along the trail or as many as they can and i should say the six stops uh, at each stop we'll be teaching a little bit of the cornish language it's really simple stuff it's just designed to get people out and having a go at the language and and so that we get to hear cornish being spoken kind of in the wild i think for many years um, people have kind of been aware of the Cornish language. We see it on signs, obviously we see it in place names, but it's quite rare we hear people actually talking Cornish. So uh, the big idea is just to get it out and, and to sort of get people over that fear of just having a go. You know, there's there's no harm. Everyone, everyone starts somewhere and everyone starts learning somewhere. Um, so this is the third Town where we've run an event of this kind. Um, so we tried tried it originally down in Penzance. We then did one around Christmas time up in Liscard and we're delighted now to be coming and do it here in Camborne. Obviously. Uh, Cambron Town Council, when they approached us about this, were very um, proud of all the work that they've done to get Cornish language onto all of their signage. And and the fact that they put the Cornish first as well is really nice to see that Cambron's really kind of embraced its heritage and and the language is a big part of that. Um, So families will go off into the wild, learn a little bit of Cornish, and then we'll all be gathering at the end uh on commercial square where we're going to have a little tea treat. so everyone who's been round and done the trail will get a saffron bun and a cup of tea and uh and we've even invited some uh some singers to come along and we're going to be singing cameron Hill and a few other songs in cornish
0: oh that is super cornish if it ever was one <laughs> and i know you were talking about the town council because now correct me if my pronunciation wrong here so their um, motto is Kinzer, is that right? Menace
1: Kinzer, Keminath yeah, Kinzer. Community first. Yes,
0: which is the kind of thing we like here yeah. uh, at Bid as well, because obviously our role is to, to promote the town, its businesses, make yeah. everything enjoyable for, for sort of visitors, locals alike, so that the town can be as prosperous as it was sort of, you know, back sort of 200 years ago when um, Richard Trevithick had the very first steam locomotive in the world going Absolutely. up Canberra Hill, as you say um and so the taster trail is basically kicking off the summer in Camborne um series of events that bid is is kind of supporting or organizing throughout the summer you know just in the spirit of um you know like you say families locals individuals visitors if they're coming into the town just being able to enjoy things some with children some with sort of the young at heart, but perhaps yeah. not, uh, no, not, no. not quite as young in age. So um, we're really looking forward to the Taster Trail with Go Cornish launching this, and then we'll be having the poetry posting. We're gonna be doing some plastic free events. We're gonna be having storytellers, stilt walkers, goodness knows what else going around the town at various points over the summer holidays um, and that just reminds me actually you've been doing some other activities with Go Cornish recently have Didn't you do some Cornish classes at the library?
1: Yeah that's dead right so we've run two of them so far running every other Tuesday starting from seven running through till nine and they are intended as a really light touch kind of taster of the language and we've we've, kind of, we've branded this whole project as uh, Blas and Tavis, which is a taste of the language. Oh, um, yeah. uh, it's a bit of a pun actually, because Tavis is also tongue. So it's like a taste of so. the tongue. Yeah, I've seen that um, on different
0: things around.
1: So um, one of the things we were really keen to do is work with some of the amazing local businesses. You know, we've got great businesses in and around Campbell and doing, you know, be it cafes or, you know, businesses that are selling local produce. So we wanted to kind of involve them and, um, in the trail but we're also running these kind of informal dropping classes where we've it's really intended for people who are curious about the language but maybe don't feel like they're quite at that place that they're like oh i'm going to go and join a proper formal sit down cornish language class and study from a book oh yeah that's
0: a bit of a commitment Um, isn't
1: it So. so so it's for people who just are curious and want to find out a bit more um we do an hour of really simple conversation and in this case obviously we've been focusing on food and drink how to ask for things how to order things how to say what you like to eat and drink um, so they're really light. They're really informal. It's myself and my colleague Paul Hodge, who is a, a wonderful and really fluent Cornish speaker and a great character as well. So um, Paul Paul leads the sessions in in Cornish exclusively. He's not. He's forbidden from using any English. <laughs> and then I'm. I'm more of a learner, but my, my task is always to then be his translator and see if I can relay what Paul is talking about to the group, which is a really fun way of getting it, um, getting everyone involved. And again, it's that thing of just getting people to hear what someone speaking fluently in Cornish sounds like, because we don't hear it a lot out, out in, in public. And um, and Paul's this wonderful kind of, he's just this big, bubbly, funny character. So he's really good entertainment and then i try and kind of wrangle him into also <laughs> everyone actually learning a bit of Cornish papers, that Yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> okay. So we do an hour of conversation and then the second half actually we're working with Hillary Coleman oh, yes. who's a low, who runs the Red River Singers and has worked um in the kind of Cornish music scene for decades now and is a real kind of expert particularly on um, she's written a couple of books where she's gone round to pubs and collected old traditional shouts, you know pub singing songs and that sort of thing, so she's she's a real expert on all all that kind of really traditional Cornish choral singing and you know it's not the kind of formal church choir style singing it's much more of the kind of yeah pub singing style. Um, So Hilary's leading the second half of the session we do um, just for an hour and we're just learning some really simple kind of drinking songs really but in Cornish. and for a lot of people, again, it's that thing of getting people just using the language. You know, having a tune is, is something that kind of ties people in. It makes it easier to kind of pick up the language, and to remember it. And um, so, yeah, obviously, we had to do Cambrineal because that's that's a real favourite among Cornish speakers. Mandatory, and yes. <laughs> we're in cambon we could, couldn't really yeah, second not Cornish do that.
0: national anthem, really, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, We've also uh, unearthed an older song, which is based on uh, one of the original Cornish language texts. So there is there's a um, small handful, really, of uh, plays which have come down to us, uh, which were written, you know, most of them in five or more hundred years ago. Uh, bit
0: before your time? A, bit, a little bit
1: before my time, slightly. Um, but one of those texts one of that kind of very small handful of Cornish language texts that have survived is uh Bayman's *Mary Maryadoc the life of St Meriadoc the patron saint of Camborne oh, no, so yeah <laughs> um, yeah so we couldn't very well ignore him when we're doing something about the Cornish language in Camborne <laughs> so um we've actually got this lovely piece of music where some of the words from that old play have been put to music as well which is all about uh, St Meriadoc coming over the seas uh, from Brittany and and uh, yeah, begging passage with the uh, sailors on the ships and so forth. And uh, yeah, it's a lovely. So there's a That's lovely little brilliant. piece of music. And then the last one is just a real drinking song called <laughs> "Are You Thirsty?" Oh, <laughs> and, so, yeah, like this. That's yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, um, so it's just it's another way, as I said, of just getting people having a go with the language. I think like people, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's informal. We just have a laugh with it. Um, we want people to stop feeling sort of scared of trying out the language and feeling like it's not something for them. It's definitely something that everyone can have a go at from little tiddlies. I was in this morning in Camborne Nursery working with, you know, three and four year olds learning a bit of Cornish. And we've worked right the way through to, you know, uh, people in their very old age as well. <laughs> And uh, yeah there's no reason you know it's, it's never too early and it's never too late to have a go
0: yeah that's a really nice spirit actually because we get a few sort of myths don't we like oh you know having Cornish on the road signs costs more and stuff and it's just nice to have a bit of positivity around, yeah. around the subject I definitely. mean it's just a, it's a silly
1: there's a lot of kind of misconceptions about the Cornish language and I think uh, you know people uh, feel quite nervous about it Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing, you know, like the thing about road signs, you know, the vast majority of all the translation and the terminology panel and the signage panels, we all meet and look at that stuff, mostly run by volunteers. Anyway, there's a huge voluntary sector that's been propping up the Cornish language for donkey's years. Um, and people mostly do it out of the goodness of their own heart. I mean, the thing that we're really keen to stress and part of why we're doing, you know, this trail working with local businesses, um, is and, you know we've we've over the years worked very closely with cornwall chamber of commerce as well is it's just the fact that actually the cornish language can be a great way for businesses and for people to kind of emphasize what makes us unique in cornwall and that you know that that helps to bring in custom that helps to set you know if you've got a business and you want to set your brand aside and and really uh, kind of shine up the fact that you're authentically cornish then the, the language can be a great way of doing that and we see that you know with you know some of the bigger businesses in Cornwall have really taken a lead on that. Um, you know, people like Kelly's Ice Cream have whole commercials now in Cornish. Um, St Austell Brewery names several of their beers are, are, have Cornish language names. Um, and it's that thing of kind of bringing across a sense of the authenticity and us taking real pride in, you know, our, our heritage and what does make us special and unique in Cornwall. So we believe very strongly that actually the Cornish language has got a big part to play in adding value and helping Cornwall to kind of thrive and grow and, and you know, stand proud as the unique place that it is
0: yeah i think that's a really nice sentiment actually because one of the things that we talk about is bid trying to promote cameron town and its businesses so we say here you know you can get quite unique purchases you get spectacular mm. services and that's something that really means something to people whether they've lived here all their life they've recently moved in or they're coming here on holiday and using it as their main town because we're accessible you know we've got level access if you're less mobile um so i, I like the fact that you're thinking about that kind of storytelling aspect, making memories of Cornish and memories of Campbell.
1: Absolutely. I mean, w- what we always want to do is, is is, to, you know, cause we've got this incredibly rich heritage and nowhere more so than somewhere like, like Camborne. you know, everyone from, you know, Captain Dick, Richard Trevithick, <laughs> um, but right the way back, you know, to, you know, the founding of the town with, um, St. Merriodot, you know, there's a constant stream of these rich and wonderful stories about, um, Cameron as a place. And we just want to, um, dig into that in a way that isn't just about us kind of harking back to the past all the time but it's about us kind of understanding where we come from in order to look forward to the future and to kind of be proud and have more of a sense of who we are as we move forward you know and grow and I think hopefully this project is just a little part of Camborne, you know taking a bit of pride in all this wonderful richness of heritage and culture that we've got all around us you know Camborne is a wonderful place. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, I think it's great. We're, we're really excited to be working here
0: anyway. Oh, me too. I'm really excited. That just made me think of a lovely story, actually. So believe it or not, we're already working on kind of the Christmas in Camborne celebrations for 2019. But I was at the um, 2018 sort of switch on day and, you know, it was, a, shall we say, typical Cornish weather. There was a fair bit of um, that wet sunshine going mm-hmm. on. Um, but I was talking to a couple and they'd, they'd come up. From, I think it was Newlyn or Penzance because they really wanted to hear the Cornish singing and the Cornish uh, band, uh, and they just love that kind of atmosphere. And you know, it was a horrible day, and they come up and they were, had come up on one of those, you know, brand new red buses that have Cornish on the back. and I know you mentioned um, yeah, you guys worked with First. Kurnow. and i didn't know if you've been responsible for those lovely slogans that we yeah, see on the back so of
1: buses. we have and actually if um, people who if people are coming along on the 27th they can see the latest incarnation of these so first Kerno have been for several years a sponsor of go cornish um they we first started working them so go cornish is, is a part of a bigger company called uh, golden tree which is best-known and best-remembered for the Man Engine. Um, ah, I believe that yeah. was Cameron. No, that it? It. Um, so they they started working with us uh, when we were developing the Man Engine and it's really clear that they've got a real, you know, they put real value in this kind of sense of place and sense of culture and, you know, they really do take um, the Cornish identity really seriously. Um, so they... When they were doing up their new fleet, they got these lovely new buses they were putting on. Um, they came to us, uh, and our uh, director, Will Coleman, who many people will probably know. <laughs> yeah, she, I think um, he, yeah. He on he's on our lights. He's the chap in the orange. Pistachio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the chap in orange on the man engine. Um, <laughs> so um, <laughs> Will's got this great brain for kind of having fun with the language, and you know, he's he's among his many strings to his bow. He's written children's books and so forth, and. Um, so when Bus Kono came to us, what they really wanted was a way to kind of use the language to kind of set their fleet apart and kind of give their um, yeah give their branding something that actually really makes it unique and feel really Cornish. So we've done a combination of things. We obviously those slogans which everyone sees on the back, which are in kind of old Cornish dialect phrases mm-hmm. and sometimes just jokey plays on the way people talk. Um, what we've also done actually, if you go inside any of those on the Tinner route. Um, You'll see all the backs of the seats, so anywhere you sit, you'll have a, a word or phrase translated for you in the Cornish language so you can learn that. Oh brilliant.
0: Uh, splam, and sorry. Splam, spam.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can go along to I mean we're saying the gocornish, gocornish.org, if you go along to the Go Cornish website all of those words and phrases are voiced as well. So if you aren't sure how oh, it, yeah, you you can you, it that's one of the
0: things. are just breaking down the barriers again, yeah. isn't it? People don't have to feel nervous about how to say it if they've got all that on the online resources. Exactly. That's the idea. Uh, I guess you guys are probably on social media as well we kind of will be promoting the taster trail, the library classes on our social media and on our website. Yeah, so. we're really
1: active on Twitter and Facebook. Go Cornish <laughs> is the handle for both of those. Um, and all of the these kind of events that we're running, be it the you know the the language learning sessions in the library or the the taster trail that we're running at the weekend, those are all Facebook events so you can go and have a nose around there and find out more details about it where to come and what time and all that sort of stuff and let us know if you fancy coming in and um yeah let us know how it is let, um, exciting we've done a bit of a transport people.
0: theme actually so we talked about buses today and then in our the first podcast last week we were talking with Lottie at Campbell Library. I expect you know, and um, mm. the children there, as well as kind of you know getting involved in in the Cornish things that you guys are doing. They're going to be building a spaceship soon, so we're going to be taking on. Yeah, I, I, in fact, the there's, space a, there's a, a spaceman
1: in their lobby now, so I've
0: yeah. seen <laughs> it. it's started. Yeah. Um, so it's been really good to chat to you today, Joe. Um, I think we've covered loads of stuff. I've obviously main thing is we're wanting people to come along and enjoy the taste, that's the 27th of July isn't it, starting about one o'clock?
1: Saturday the 27th starting from one o'clock come to Camber library and collect a free map, have a wander around town, learn a little bit of Cornish I'm reliably informed that some of the cafs and bakeries that we might be going into along the way maybe dishing out some free biscuits and things to people are taking oh, part yes
0: and all the businesses taking part they'll be on our social media so we can give them a shout out to say thank yeah, you for they, being yeah, the backbone of the fantastic. town as
1: ever they have been fantastic and um, and then yeah finish the trail on commercial scale with a bit of cakey tea what
0: <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least we always like to kind of find a little bit out about our guests on the podcast themselves. Now, sure. um, rumour has it that uh, as well as speaking Cornish and, you know, keeping Captain Paul in order and going around Cambourne on trails, that you've also got another talent. I believe you can make Cornish hedges. Now, can you tell me a bit about that? I'm sure a Cornish hedge is obviously better than an English hedge. Oh, but, um, well. what, 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 what what hallmarks a Cornish hedge? How do you make one? Tell me a bit more about them. Okay.
1: So I need to be very careful not to oversell myself as a Cornish hedge <laughs> because it is a highly skilled craft and um, something that I, I have been working uh, on another project so another thing that Golden Tree the company I work with uh, has been doing is working with Cornwall AOMB and the National Trust on a project called Codroya, which mm. um, started earlier this year uh, it's a wonderful project where we, we've looked at the humble Cornish hedge and um, have been going into 12 parts of the area of outstanding natural beauty uh, one of which is very local to here actually so we, we went over to Tahiti Woods um, Lovely and have been working with one of the local schools, which in this instance was a Luggan, um, my son's school, funnily enough. (laughs) Um, uh, So there's a few parts to this project, but at the heart of it, it's looking at what what makes a Cornish hedge a Cornish hedge, um, and why we need to preserve and value them. So they're a wonderful thing. Essentially, the difference between a Cornish hedge and a regular hedge is that um, planted hedges, which you generally see in most other parts of Britain, uh, tend to be, they get a, a shrub, and they'll just stick it in the ground and it will grow up um, sometimes they'll build a bit of bank of earth the cornish hedge is actually uh, made with a combination of earth and soil but with a stone structure as well okay, so that yeah, so exactly when, when they're newly put in people sometimes wrongly refer to them as walls because they see a stone face to it yeah um, but it is entirely packed with earth which means that as they mature they become brilliant habitats for plants and animals to to find a home and um, They're fantastic uh, for, particularly for those kind of uh, traditional kind of meadow flowers, the things that we used to see in British farmland a lot, obviously with changes over the sort of recent decades, um, changes in the way that uh, farming uses pesticides, Um, a lot of farmers in a lot of other parts of Britain trying to get rid of their field verges as much as possible to cram as many crops in as oh, possible, yeah. spraying yeah, herbicides. Yeah. A lot of those traditional British meadow flowers have actually really been struggling. And the Cornish hedge is this kind of untouched little paradise for those kinds of species to live in. Um, also increasingly, obviously with climate change being big news, they're, they're also a great, kind of dump for carbon dioxide as well they eat all those plants and that animals sucking up carbon dioxide of plants rather sucking up carbon dioxide so we're increasingly starting to see an interest in the cornish hedge as like a way to help bring some more of the wild back into the british
0: um,
1: which is a fantastic thing but it's this real you know as a craft it's highly skilled there aren't really that many people who really know know how to do it really well So we've been working very closely with the Guild of Cornish hedgers, uh, with some accredited master hedgers, um, taking them out, finding some old bits of hedge in parts of the area of outstanding natural beauty that are in need of a bit of love and getting them fixed up, but using that as an opportunity as well to bring school children and community groups and volunteers in to actually learn the craft of how that hedge is being put together. So that people kind of get a new appreciation for, you know, it's something that, most of us who grew up in Cornwall are kind of used to seeing, you know, every field has got Cornish hedge on four sides. So we kind of take it for granted a little bit. But actually, when you compare it to like a planted privet hedge, for example, um, it's just got this wealth of of wildlife and of plants and animals that you don't find in in, um, other parts of the British countryside, you know. So we're really lucky and there's something we shouldn't take for granted. And, um, yeah, that craft, I mean, it's it's increasingly kind of, called for actually because people have started to realize um what a wonderful thing they are and they look beautiful as well they're just when especially when you see the kind of uh, you know the stone face finished and the skill with which some of these guys can put put the hedges up it's just incredible so i've been out for a few days um learning how it's done and i, I can fairly comfortably say that I I know how to put one together but when you see someone who's really kind of skilled at it you know it just kind of flies up and and they just have this eye for you know they can take what looks like a raggedy old pile of rocks and just turn it into this beautiful thing Um, and you know they're an incredible thing whereas uh, you know a bit of brick and concrete wall might do a couple of decades if it's well looked after before it needs repointed or whatever the beauty of the Cornish hedge because it's all packed together with turf as all those plants um, find homes, a home it? Yeah. It, it grows in it actually strengthens and reinforces itself so Cornish hedges um, will stand for centuries if they're well built Fantastic. and um, I mean amazingly uh, some of the hedges in the west of Cornwall are archaeological they they're believed to be between three and four thousand years old wow,
0: that's incredible. which would
1: make them the oldest man-made structures in Britain which are still in use for their original purpose which is incredible they're still there they're still. Still boundaries to fields, and those fields are still being worked. You know that's an incredible thing. Yeah, another Standard reason to for, be yeah. really
0: proud of this local area. Oh, we just we you do.
1: know we, we are just lousy with amazing culture <laughs> and history <laughs> around here. You know we've got so much of it, we don't really know where to start a lot of the time. That's and true. So incredible. we
0: need things like this to kind of give us a bit of a steer. And I believe it's a special year for the area of outstanding natural beauty. Yeah, sixty so 60th 60th anniversary. An anniversary. Yeah.
1: yeah, so this this project was was obviously launched to celebrate that. So. We are working with uh, all 12 little pockets of the AOMB, Mm -hmm. Uh, as I say, refurbishing some heads and doing lots of work to to get young people and the general community to learn how they're made, what they are, why they're so special. Um, We are then, at the end of this year, Uh, going to be creating a kind of monument to the Cornish hedge so up on Colliford Lake near Bodmin we're going to be uh, creating a labyrinth a traditional labyrinth but out of Cornish hedging uh, and actually using stone from all 12 sites across the area the Cornwall area of outstanding natural beauty so it will kind of be a monument to the hedges of Cornwall Um, yeah and it's I think there are 700 meters of cornish hedge or something crazy approximately so, yeah <laughs> pl- more, a little bit more than that it's going to take about 20 minutes to walk from the outside to the middle of it so Ooh. it's going to be quite a thing will um, you
0: send us some photos and we, we can will share
1: yeah them for sure to start building at the end of this year so um once all this kind of community work's wrapped up, that'll be the next the next step in the, in the journey. And um, oh, great. so in probably eight it's going to take a while to build, but obviously in <laughs> eighteen months' time no or something, rush. we'll we'll be back in touch and we'll be letting everyone know that uh, yeah the Codroia Labyrinth is is complete. Oh. <laughs> if
0: people wanted to find out a bit more about that, people listening at home, would they go to the Cornwall A N O B website? Yeah, well, or... you can look at
1: Cornwall A N O B. There is a Codroia website oh, as well. Yeah. Um, Uh, The National Trust has some stuff on it. We actually got some national press about that project, which was incredible as well. Um, uh, One of the things you'll be able to do is go out and find the locations of the hedges that we've worked to restore. Each one has a commemorative plaque installed. So there is, in TD Woods, there is a plaque in one of the hedges. And if you go to the Coudroy website, you can find a little plan. So one idea is that people might want to go out and kind of spot all the plaques oh yeah yeah do yeah, send, send
0: us your photos yeah, to bid Camborne and go cornish if you spot the plaques yeah. as well where they're up Lovely. and
1: running yeah that
0: would be great <laughs> well it's been really good to talk to you today joe i suppose as um you're a cornish boy and i'm a cornish maid we probably ought to finish off our little conversation with a with a bit of cornish so can you tell me how would i say thanks for today cheerio in cornish well i would
1: tell you normally a
0: Maraz hammer.
1: Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Um, and uh, what? Dugenes. Dugenes. Dugenes, which is goodbye. Actually, we should probably, for we second, speaking to all the listeners at home, we should say Dugenohui. Dugenehwe. Which is much more polite. Oh,
0: okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we've ended really politely. That was a good old bit chat. Yeah. And um, we hope everyone can join Go Cornish for the Taster Trail on the 27th of July. Yeah. See you again, Joe. See you again. Maraz. Thank you for listening to Tales of Camborne Town. Curated by BidCanbourne, Camborn's Business Improvement District. If you enjoyed this edition and you'd like to listen to some more episodes featuring talk and topics for fans at Camborn Town, then please visit your favourite podcast directory, or you can also find details of all current and forthcoming episodes on our website www.camborntown.com or on our social media.